This is Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen, founder and president of World Ministries International, a non-denominational end times ministry dedicated to fulfilling a divine commission to trumpet forth warnings from God concerning the imminent second coming of Christ and the impending judgment of God upon the ungodly. God has sent Dr. Hansen to many nations of the world with a solemn warning to the political and religious leaders and citizenry to repent of their sinfulness and wickedness or face the catastrophic judgments that will soon be unleashed upon the unbelieving world. Listen now to the warnings of our compassionate and merciful Creator conveyed through His faithful prophetic spokesman, the host of Warning Radio, Dr. Jonathan Hansen. This is Dr. Jonathan Hansen, and I want to welcome you all to the Warning Program. Whether you're watching on television or listening on radio, shortwave radio, Again, our different podcasts, Rumble, YouTube, Roku, welcome. I have in the studio today Bishop Tobias Nyamwaya, and he has been a part of my life since 1987 when I was in Kenya and started a uh, church that grew into a a very, very strong church at the time, International Church. And... uh, Leadership is responsible, and how a church continues. Does it continue as an international church? Does it move into a tribal church? It all depends on the leader. But uh, I have again Bishop Tobias, and Tobias, welcome back to the Warning Program. Thank you so much for having me today. Now, you live in Kenya. You've been... In Kenya, you were one of the pastors when I started that church in Kenya, clear back in 1987. Actually, I took over a church that started at 23 people. But uh, as you know, over the years, it grew into quite a strong church. Uh, different locations, we ran up to three services a day, and uh, it was very, very strong at one time. Now, you are also the director of in our Bible School, World Ministries International School of Theology. Tobias is also on his own church denominations board. Now that's Pentecostal Holiness. Yes. And uh, pastors a church over there. So again, Tobias, uh, welcome back to America. Thank you so much for having me again. I picked him up today because he has come and gone. In other words, he was here a few days when I was not yet back from my own mission trip in America. I was gone three weeks, two days, spoke in different states in the United States. And so at that time, when he first arrived, I wasn't here to welcome him. But uh, we're together today. Now, how is Kenya, Tobias? Kenya is fine. Ups and downs politically and even spiritually. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. The nation of Kenya, I mean, the country, the land is always good, Mm -hmm. but that doesn't mean uh, the politics or the people in the land are always good. Not really. No. I know Washington State, it's horrible. The politics are horrible. Our governor, just a tyrant. 
uh, does things that are unconstitutional. I've, I've, I've come right against him calling for civil disobedience on his unconstitutional edicts when he tried to close down the churches, forced you to wear masks, other things totally unconstitutional, forced you to get vaccinations, totally unconstitutional. And, uh, you know, I wrote an article, A Christian's Responsibility to a Hostile Government. I called at that time for civil disobedience right here in Washington State, Tobias. Oh, really? Really? Oh. Yeah. And my lawyer sued him. And so uh, the governor. So I'll tell you what, I do not believe in just rolling over and do something that's wrong. Yes. A Christian's responsibility to a hostile government. Um, the church is responsible in any nation for the blessing or deterioration of a nation. If the nation is a mess, that means the church is a mess. Tobias? Yes, sir. Yes, when the... Actually, when the church is a mess, the nation is also a mess because the leaders, the, the, the state of the nation depends on the spiritual leaders of a nation. Totally. Yes. Totally. And so, uh, again, any nation you can go to and see the strength or weakness of the nation, if, it's, if it has law or if it doesn't, if it's immoral or is it moral, and it reflects the church. Mm-hmm. The church is the conscience of a nation. Is the church healthy or is it not? Does it close its eyes on sin or does it stand against sin? So, I mean, again, every nation you can look at it and determine the health of the church. Tobias? Yes, yes, yes. That's true. Every nation depends on the health of the church because right now, if you look at our nation, Kenya, actually it's divided along uh is divided because of the spiritual leaders, the way the spiritual leaders carry themselves with the presidents. And, uh, you know, it's probably, you could even say it's probably tribal in a way, because there are certain tribes that support this, uh, the leadership, some, some tribes don't support the leadership. So the church is divided. And as the church is divided, there's a lot of chaos in the country as well. Oh, totally. Mm-hmm. Um, I lived in Kenya, as you know. I spoke out very strong when I was in Kenya over sin and corruption all over the nation. People were surprised I continue to live. But as you know, I speak up everywhere I go. But because, again, if the church doesn't speak up, who does? Jesus isn't coming out of heaven because of your prayers to save Kenya or America. He comes out of heaven at the Battle of Armageddon, removes evil governments, puts in righteous leaders. If our nations are going to have peace, it's up to the church. We're his ambassadors, Tobias. Yes, yes, we are. We are. We represent Jesus here on earth. And uh, regardless of the background we come from, we must be stand strong so that the nation can be strong. Yeah, I hate tribalism, as you know. Uh, you know that when you worked for me over there directly, I mean, you, you, you work with for Dr. Hyodo, but he works for me, so you're, you're under me, but not directly. But when I was over there, you were directly one of the pastors I trained up. And um, we, you know I hated tribalism. I never even asked what tribe you were from. I didn't care. We ended up with 15 full-time pastors. Uh, we had 23 uh, missionaries, so to speak. In other words, we sent our people out to different countries. Yeah. Uh, so we did a lot of great things for a Kenya church. Yes. And uh, it's, it's not that way anymore. But again, like I said at the beginning, it depends on the leader. Can you lead an international church or do you lead a tribal church? And it really comes down to the leader. Yes. 
It comes down to a leader. Uh, I think uh, what we see today is a lot of churches and pastors bent towards some ethnic grouping. And some ethnic grouping doesn't make a church very strong because you're supported by a, a particular ethnic group. But the church of Jesus Christ needs to be, because we are a call to the nation. When we, we've been teaching, I've been teaching on uh, the Great Commission, which wants us to reach the nations. It doesn't matter where, where which tribe you are from, which, which color or, or race. We want to reach the nations of the earth so that we become, we change the, the earth as it is, or rather the nation, we bring the church of Jesus Christ to all different earth, uh, ethnic grouping of the, of the earth. You know, I've known you since 1987. You worked for me directly when I lived over there for nine years, yeah. and from 87 to 95. And just recently, maybe it was even today, or when I took you to the bus a few days ago, for you to speak in in another state, uh, did I ask you? And you told me, you know, that you had two different tribes uh, as far as the blood in your lineage, mm-hmm. and I never asked you before because I didn't care. And so I mean, uh, I hate tribalism. Jesus, I believe, hates tribalism, uh, but because then you don't stand up for the righteousness of God, you vote for your tribe. Mm-hmm. Tobias? Yeah. Tribalism brings hatred. If you you hate a, an ethnic, a different ethnic from yours, it brings hatred. And hatred results to bitterness. Bitterness results to murder. And we end up, we could be not physically murder, but we could be spiritually murderous because we hate one another. So as far as God is concerned, probably <laughs> we may be not be doing his will because we hate one another. No, I, I totally agree with you. Um, I'll tell you, we had, oh, at one time you, you estimated that over the years we had 10,000 different people coming through the different doors of the different locations we were at. And uh, if you look at picture after picture, we had crowds everywhere we went. I yeah. mean, we raised them up. Yes, yes. But uh, I'll tell you what, and you, you saw all tribes in those pictures. Yes. And at one time we even had 50 Indians. Now, I'm not talking about American Indians. I'm talking about uh, coming from India, uh, mostly Hindus. And uh, but we had a few Chinese Buddhist as well. Buddhist. We had a few Chinese. Yes. And we had a few whites. Yeah, Buddhists. We had Buddhists. We yeah. Had Chinese. We yeah. Had, we had uh, all form all sorts of uh, people in the church. We really did. Yes, we did. We really did. We did. And and that's what's going to be in heaven. Yes, yes. That is what's going to be in heaven. And, and as you well know, uh, my my when when you worked for me first in Kenya, uh, my first wife was alive. Now she's with the Lord, and. My second wife, what color is she? Black. <laughs> Black. She's a Kenyan. Yes. And so, I mean, uh, I think it that makes it very clear. It should make it clear. I am not tribalistic. I do not believe in tribalism. I do not vote because of the color of the skin. Mm. We should vote for the best man or woman that represents Jesus Christ, regardless of the tribe they come from. Mm-hmm. But it's hard to do that. There's so much carnality in Christians. Tobias? 
Yeah, we should we shouldn't do that. But you see, the kind. Let me just talk on uh, in regard to kind of politics we have in Kenya. I think sometimes politicians are hypocrites because uh, because really they will pretend to be Christians and people uh, Christians back them up, Christians pray for them, but once they get into those seats they change. So so I, I think as far as I'm concerned I think it is it needs a serious a search our heart to be searched seriously so that we know is these people true are they honestly saying what they're saying? or they are just trying to pretend to us so that we vote them in. Well, I, I, I agree with you that many politicians are pure hypocrites. Mm-hmm. Let's put it another way. Many politicians are liars. Mm-hmm. That's what they're doing, lying to you and me. Yes. I could tell you a president but uh, that I, I prophesied over before he became the president, and I, and I won't mention his name because everybody in the world would know him if I did. <laughs> I said, are you really born again, or you're a liar trying to con a man of God? Mm-hmm. That's what I said the first time I met him. Yes. You say, I, wow. Well, yeah. I mean, but this is where you've got to be led by the Holy Spirit. And if you have a close enough relationship with God, then you're not worried about self-preservation, which is your mm-hmm. pride. But you'll speak what God tells you to speak. And at times, Jesus called people liars. Mm-hmm. Did you know that? Yes. It's there. It's true. It's very true. He, he called people names at times. Mm-hmm. He whipped them out of the temple with a whip. You've never seen me do that, have you? <laughs> Not really. <laughs> now, you might have seen me get upset with a few people, <laughs> but really. I did pick up a, a whip and whip them. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> well, we just pray. <laughs> we do that like Jesus did, but it's a different situation altogether. Well, <laughs> you, you better be led by Jesus then in that circumstance. Not that, Not that it might always be wrong yes. but you got to be led by the holy spirit and not allow your carnality to get involved to lead you. your flesh yes but the point is jesus would say some things that sometimes you and i should say but we don't say yes because we we are more carnal than spiritual at that time yes i believe that christians should say a lot more than they say but they're afraid yeah they're afraid yes So anyway, ladies and gentlemen, again, you're listening, watching The Warning Program, special guest, Bishop Pastor Nehemiah, and we're just uh, talking about Kenya, talking about America, talking about the church, the responsibility of the church, why are nations in trouble? Because the church (coughs) is not doing its job in those nations. Would you agree, Pastor? It's true. It's true. It's true. I think sometimes it's hard for us to tell the truth and just say no. Uh, for example, when I went down to the States here and I was in California, I was invited invited to go and speak in another church. So when they invited me, the pastor told me, you know, you're going to be speaking in my church, but don't speak about the Holy Spirit. <laughs> I said, really? Then I, I got stuck. I didn't know what to do. So I had to go and talk to my host and ask him, this pastor is asking me to go to speak his church and he's asking me not to speak about the Holy Spirit. What exactly? What does he, What do they believe in? And I later realized that they don't believe in the Holy Spirit. So I told him, well, I told him, no, I'm not coming to speak in your church because I do not know how the Holy Spirit is going to lead me to speak. So I think sometimes it's good for us just to stand and stay in the truth, even though it may hurt, or even though it may, you know, I don't know, even if we're going to get some money out of there, we just have to say the truth and say no. 
You know, without the Holy Spirit, I don't, I've said it so many times, Pastor Tobias, I've said so many times, without the Holy Spirit, I don't have a ministry. Exactly. Because, I mean, you look at what I do, traveling the nations, meeting with governments, a lot of times through prophecy or words of knowledge, that's all God. And if I want to deny that, I, I have nothing left. You're denying God. Yeah, I'm denying God. I have nothing mm. left. So. Why should he use me anymore? Mm. I, I just, I have nothing more to say. He can't use me around the world when I reject the Holy Spirit. Exactly. Exactly. And, and half of the church today rejects the Holy Spirit. And yet, Jesus told his disciples, don't even try when he ascended, go and tarry until you're baptized with the power of God, the baptism. Don't even try to represent me until you're baptized with the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. But half of the churches don't care about it. They don't even want it. Yes. And we wonder what's wrong with the church. Powerless, gutless, spineless. And as you said, they're denying God himself and they don't know it. Yes. I believe that's can lead right into the unpardonable sin of of blaspheming yes, yes. the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. Because if, if you, I mean, who are you to say, I don't need God? And that's what you're saying when you say, I don't need the Holy Spirit. Isn't that what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah. And, and what what kind of arrogant pastor can say, I don't need the Holy Spirit? If you don't need the Holy Spirit, who is leading you? Because the Holy is. Spirit, the Holy Jesus said, "I'll send you the Comforter, it's the Holy Spirit, yeah. who's going to lead you into all truth." So, if you don't have the Holy Spirit, you don't have the truth. I agree. So, you said, "Who's leading?" That pathetic pastor, <laughs> and that's why the church is a mess. God is not welcome in so many churches mm-hmm. in America. Frankly, He's not welcome in so many churches mm-hmm. in Kenya, because let me tell you, there'd be a lot of crying and repenting. Mm. or anger when he was done preaching, they're either going to be a lot of repenting, a lot of crying, or anger. Mm-hmm. Isn't that what they did on earth? They repented, they cried, or they threw him out yeah. of the synagogue, sought to kill him. Yes. It, it was just that way, Tobias, remember? Yes, yes, I do remember. So, I mean, <laughs> that's the way it is if you truly represent God today. Not everyone will love you, but... God will use you. Again, Tobias, I couldn't travel the nations if it wasn't for standing up and saying what God tells me to say. If not, he doesn't need me. Mm -hmm. He doesn't need me. Yes. There's a whole lot of other pastors that have nothing to say, and so uh, there you go. And they're not being used of God, but when they get in front of somebody important, they just compromise. Yes. Instead of telling that president what he needs to hear they just tell him you're doing a good job let's pray for god to give you wisdom we didn't need you there to tell the president that you needed to have a word from god if you're going to meet with a president i mean but i'm telling you tobias like president trump how did president trump ever get himself into a situation that he he backed homosexuality and yet he was surrounded by supposedly a lot of pastors they failed him what's wrong with these pastors 
Yeah, pastors today sometimes they don't tell our president, Mr. President, you are naked. You need to cover yourself. Yeah. No. Uh, they don't tell him that because they just want to please him. That's right. So that uh, the president can, you know, do whatever they can can do for them in the name of pleasing them, but they don't stand out and say the truth or what is going on in the life of the president. That's right. All they want to be is the president's pastor, and he, he has hundreds of them, and, and uh, yet, they like you said, I liked what you said, they don't want to say, Mr. President, you're naked. You need to cover up. In other words, tell them the truth. Yes. And so that happens all over the place. People that are around people of influence, they're afraid to tell them the truth. Mm-hmm. Now, I look at that as also vanity. Their vanity, their pride, their arrogance. Instead of representing God himself, they're more for self-promotion, Pastor Tobias. Exactly. And they, yeah, it's not just vanity. It's also selfishness. They think they have self, self-interest to some extent, and they want to cover, they want to please whoever is in leadership too, so that they, they get their favors for their own self-interest. No, you're exactly right. And uh, a lot of times they just go to the White House, whether it's in America or in Kenya, because they want a favor. Yeah. They, they want a land grant. Hmm. They want money. They want something. But they don't want to give them a word from God. Yes. And now that's what I see, Pastor Tobias. Yes, sir. They want something from the president. They don't want to give something from God to the president. Mm-hmm. Yes. They want something from the president. From the president. Exactly. So what is the responsibility? Our responsibility as believers is stand out for the truth. Because, you see, the truth will cost you. And many times we don't want the truth to cost us. Our, it can cost you something. It will cost you life. It will cost you your position. If you stand for the truth, it will cost you the money you want. Like, for example, the one I was just, the incident I just said, yeah, I, I, could, I probably was, I, would have, I would have gotten some money, but you see, I had to stand for the truth. But the truth, that is our responsibility. Our responsibility is to speak out the truth, speak out what, or the will of God. Because the truth represents the will of God. Yeah, we either want to hold on to that, that pearl of great price, we want to hold on to God. We want to hold on, as as the scripture says, to eternal life. Or we want to in, instead uh, seek the things of this world mm-hmm. and please men. Yes. And I, I believe, I don't believe you can please men and God. Now, men, plural, meaning generally speaking, all men. You can't please man and God at the same time. No. Tobias? No, you can't please God at the same time. You can't do it. Uh, most men are you, in a backslidden <coughs> condition. And in order to please them, you have to compromise your position with God. Yes. So, how do you... You can't please them both. Now, to please God, like you said, it might cost you something. Mm-hmm. It might cost your job. It might cost their promotion. It might cost your life. Mm-hmm. You know, Fox's Book of Martyrs and other martyrs. Mm-hmm. But they understood they wanted eternal life more than pleasing man. Mm-hmm. And that's the whole thing. Do you realize you are going to die? 
And then what happens? Are you ready for heaven? There is eternal life, but there's also eternal death. You need to please God because there is a day we die. And the Bible says, then comes the judgment. Mm -hmm. Choose this day who you will serve. Will it be God or will it be man? Choose this day. Most people, when they die, they don't realize they're going to die that day, Tobias. No, 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 no. Nobody knows when they will die. Yeah. And, and mm -hmm. if, they, if they knew they were going to get in, a, let's say, a car wreck, they wouldn't get out of bed. No. Most people don't realize you're going to see God today. Yes. So, ladies and gentlemen, are you ready to see God today? You can be. Telephone 360-629-5248. 360-629-5248. And tell them you want Jesus. They'll pray with you. They'll send you Christian literature. Just, ex just say, I want to follow you, Jesus. I want to follow you. Come into my heart. Forgive me my sins. I want to follow you. And he will do that right now. He'll come into your heart. Again, my website, worldministries.org, worldministries.org, worldministries.org. We're on seven days a week, radio and television, and so many other things. Go to worldministries.org. Check it out today. God bless you. Now here is my friend, Scott Farah, and he's going to help you with your business. Scott? Jesus teaches us that we should never do anything without making a plan first. Most small business owners fail to follow this biblical principle and do not have a written plan for where they want to be in one year, three years, five years. Yet every large business has a written plan. Many who wish to start their own businesses do not develop a plan first. This is one of the major reasons that 80% of all small businesses fail within the first five years. God worked through me to develop a unique educational program for business people. Quite frankly, this program has changed people's lives. If you currently own a business, or if you're thinking about going into business for yourself, you need the independence program. Visit our website, independenceprogram.training, and if you choose to purchase this unique educational program, Make sure that you use promo code WMI. It will give you a 5% discount. So if what you have just heard resonates with you, and if you care and you want to be an unsung hero, I implore you, please take a few seconds to call us today and leave a message with a short prayer for us. Because we need to know that you are with us and care enough to be part of the spark with us so that together we can move God to send a great awakening that can reverse the inevitability of God's coming judgment, according to what God spoke in Jeremiah 18, 7, and 8. We believe that if you join hands with us, together we can save America from certain catastrophic judgment. So call now, okay? Dial 360 5248. And say a short prayer for us in your message. And leave your phone number too, okay? So one more time, 360-629-5248. Thank you and God bless.